Before this episode of the podcast begins, I just want to take a second to say that I'm very sorry about how long it's taken to get this done. Um, I've been away on holiday, um, I've had some other stuff going on, just with regards to projects and deadlines uh, with freelancing. I will endeavour to make sure that the next one comes out on time um, in a month or so. Uh, I, what I don't want to do is just rush the next one to get out at the start of the month, um, because I want these podcasts to be obviously of high quality uh, and I don't want to just churn them out for the sake of it I want you guys to enjoy it, I want to enjoy it and hopefully, yeah, in a month or so I'll get the next one out, I hope that doesn't put anyone off hope you enjoy this one, it's a great episode Jack's a great guest, let's crack on And welcome to the Maker Mess Podcast, the podcast where every episode we discuss a different creative process. This episode, I'm joined by Jack. Hi, how you doing? And we're discussing a new online publication about arts and literature, The Clue. What's your favourite idea? Mine is being creative. How do you get that idea? I just try to think creatively. So I've been thinking about this for a little while. I wanted to do some kind of online publication um, and realised that there were so many makers who are looking to share their work in some sort of way. Um, and I thought, you know, why not produce a platform that aims to put up-and-coming artists on the same sort of level as seasoned professionals? And I kind of wanted to give them the same kind of critical attention and produce a, almost a TLS-style um, publication versus... So what, what, what is TLS, though? Uh, the Times Literary Supplies. Oh, so nice, OK. They tend to do articles maybe like... A, thousand words-ish, I think that's kind of maybe a little bit longer, and we want to kind of give the same sort of space and attention as, you know, that they deserve, you know, I think. Well, I mean, that kind of feeds into what I was going to ask you later on, which is like, what publications have influenced this project that you're doing? Like, Mm. is is there something beyond the Times Literature, sorry, Times Literature, the... Times Literary Supplement. Times Literary (laughs) Supplement. I can't even say that. The Times Literary Supplement. Is is it like, is that the main influence, or is there other stuff as well? Because I think you described it to me as a combination of that with It's Nice That. Yeah, and yeah, I like like the the, the visual element. I want it to be, you know, bright, I don't want it to be too wordy. I want illustrations to support the main art articles and I want it to you know be a nice looking site as uh, well I don't I, I want it to in- incorporate video content um, we're looking to do interviews with you know artists um, Ed Burks is um, one of the, I think it was a such young artist mm. um, who I've just done an interview with and it's, I think it's good to incorporate that kind of visual content as well. So know, this is going to be more visual in that sense and I suppose because the, the nature of the the publication itself is it's online yes so, no, exactly right. um so yeah it's gonna have to be shared about in some sort of way and mm. um people just don't have the time to to read you know a thousand word article i mean it's just it's sure. just not gonna happen so um and that's from a man that is well versed in literature <laughs> as well like <laughs> yeah i don't i don't want to be reading like <laughs> like a thousand word articles all, all the time and, and I, th- I think yeah the, the feature length stuff allows space for you to take apart an idea and and pursue it to the end and hopefully shed some light on what the artist is trying to communicate and i think that's always satisfying to put that into language and you know i think it's it can be good for the artists because they have a platform for, for marketing their work hopefully it'll be a platform for, for discussing mm-hmm. some some new ideas and, and is it quite thematic is it going to be like every episode oh sorry not every episode is it going to be like every edition has a different theme or is 
just like a rolling kind of blog like it's nice that or yeah we well we have um we have this idea that we're going to do it by issue i'm unsure whether that's going to be what we stick to because i'd rather let the content drive and shape the the online magazine and um it really depends on which contributors we have producing stuff regularly so Mm. i'd rather let the content shape the the magazine rather than trying to impose too much of a, a structure on it um too early on so we'll be launching in august and we've had a few submissions already and we're getting a better idea of how each of the sections uh, are shaping up. So mm. the three sections will be reviews, um, which will deal with literature, books um, specifically. But we're looking to to, to sort of synthesise and produce a kind of digest of non-fiction materials. So yeah. it's not only like big things, that you're, well, I say big things, that's a bad way of phrasing it, but like it's not just big uh, artists or uh, writers that you're going to be reviewing. It's also going to be like small-scale independent creators and things like yeah, that Yeah, well. for, sh- for sure. And I mean, that's, I think that's what we want to prioritise. And So what, have you got like anyone that you're aspiring to get on? I mean, because you've done interviews with like various people that are already quite big names. Like, how does that tie in? I mean... Yeah, I, I think I've, I've still got some um, material on artists such as um, Miron Zovnia, who's a, a German uh, photographer who um, photographs underground cultures um, oh, in nice. some quite interesting places. Um, so, did you get to interview him in like some crazy Berlin club or something like that? <laughs> no, like, that, that would have been fantastic. Been this, this is um, whilst I was working for a, a contemporary arts publisher in Rome, um, and we met at um, uh, a gallery uh, just outside the centre of Rome um, where he had a, a show on. He shoots exclusively um, in monochrome stills, um, mm-hmm. so black, black and white, stark um, images of some pretty interesting places that you wouldn't normally get access to, and, mm-hmm. um, such as Ukraine post-revolution. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, um, some really what you think to be desolate or um, you know places that are, are hidden away or maybe even deprived in, in some sense or oppressed places, mm-hmm. and he finds you know an incredible sense. Of warmth and depth and, and, and humanity, and he sheds light on, on on issues which don't receive attention. It was great to talk to him because, as a person, he's a very straight up kind kind of guy. So, but in that context of like his work is photography, and then obviously you got to interview him. Is that the same sort of work that you want to incorporate into the publication and get those sort of interviews, or is it like like what what's um, I suppose how can I phrase it? What sort of delicious content? What we find inside the <laughs> inside the public. Yeah, in the clue. I, well, so um, we're looking to get a few podcasts together, and nice. um, thank you very much for agreeing to bring Make a Mess to <laughs> the clue. I think it's a great addition. Be delighted. Uh, yeah, and um, I think yeah, we're going to uh, include the, the book reviews, um, interviews with uh, young artists. Mm. So it's not just it's not limited to reviews, interviews, and like loose ends. It is like a whole feast of different things going into this yeah and i I think yeah we want to with with, uh loose ends we're going to have a few creative thought pieces Mm. for example we have one on um the a creative piece on pretty woman Mm -hmm. which looks um at uh, written by sam Sam steadman um and he looks at a scene in pretty woman where richard Gere sits down and it's the, the morning after uh, looks at Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts! So it says, you know, I've ordered everything on the menu. Um, I can't remember the exact line, but it's uh, that effect. And it's just a croissant and like a, <laughs> a pop of jam. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's not, it's definitely not everything on the menu. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he, he, he writes this, um, this great uh, conspiracy theory around uh, Pretty Woman. He goes to the, the hotel 
website and oh. looks at the menu and says, Amazing. you know, you know, there's, there's so much on the menu. Gets in contact with the the hotel and they sort of they say, well, we didn't have anything to do with the filming. He's like, this one's far deeper than anybody could have imagined. You know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a massive conspiracy. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's um, class. It, it, it's it's very good. And he kind of yeah, he 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 takes it he takes it so far, but. You know, even even that, it, it it's shedding light on on a little bit on the film and the yeah, characters, yeah. and it builds themes in from that are in the film itself. And oh. there are a few references there. Go and collect some leaves and sticks and arrange them into your favourite colour. So why why did you decide to start the project? Like, what was what was the inspiration for it? The the main reason. So it started off um, me and one of my friends, Alice Troy Donovan, and we wanted to produce writing on a regular basis mainly to keep our hand in with stuff so I think initially it was just a good sort of practical way to keep up the skills that we fostered during university and and then we thought well if we're going to you know publish online you know how would we go about that and we kind of looked around at the people sort of surrounding us and so many creative people that were wanting to create new and exciting things mm. um and who weren't getting the same kinds of opportunities as um, perhaps they deserve. I mean, you know, there are so many people claiming to be able to play guitar, uploading their own YouTube videos, and you know, which is great, but it means that everything's so saturated. Oh, so, yeah. um, how how do you pick through that to, to mm. find the stuff that is um, that is worth? Giving giving your attention to so, so you're creating a platform for those creators effectively yeah and giving them a exactly exactly um, but also giving them uh, the same kind of critical critical attention as um, professional artists who have perhaps you know made mm. made it already um, and for up and coming artists to share that platform you know um, allows them space and gives them space for um, people to actually spend time and absorb their material rather than flicking through YouTube and stumbling upon something and, and because it's in amongst so Algorithms many other... and all this stuff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Im- imitators or, you know, people that are doing the same thing. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's difficult to, to know whether that's actually something you enjoy because it's, yeah. it's not given space. So, you know, partly... Uh, partly it's that um... see because I think when you said about how you're treating those artists the same way that any other artist like that's already made it would be treated that to me is really inspiring because I'm really passionate about people pursuing projects like this um, like with what you're doing because it's it's one of these things it is so saturated that if you want to get a career out of something creative now it is incredibly difficult whether it's YouTube whether it's podcasting both of them are completely oversaturated but you do it because you enjoy it so then to be treated like you are doing the same as someone who's getting paid for it is a massively complimentary thing. Um, and there's nothing really stopping people from doing what they want to, like in the sense of if you're passionate about something, whether it's creating zines or, I don't know, beer brewing or whatever, you can still do that. It can be a passion project um, because, you know, we've got information at our fingertips. We've got social media and this, that and the other. Just because it's not making an income for you doesn't mean you shouldn't pursue it. Mm. And I, I just, I think that's a really admirable thing to do is to give them a platform and to then treat them as if they are you know of that level sure i think crucially i think it, it means that it's it's not sim- for me for them it's a it, you know if the, if the review has gone well it's, it's a market marketing mm. tool and i think it's important to be fair for those that are you know still developing as, as young artists so yeah. that's very important for us moving forward however I, I don't want to say something is good just because just to get out there. yeah, yeah just, ju- just because they've agreed to do um, an interview I think um, no that's and that's fair that's how they'd be treated if it was the, it, the media it, so. exactly so I, hopefully we can 
foster a sense of trust with the audience that we're um, being fair and honest in, in you know, the, the material that we're producing and the, you know, the artists, you know, they're not just being funneled through relentlessly onto um, on, on, onto the site, and mm. you know that you know that that frustrates me. So it's a sense yeah. of uh, selection um, and to be discriminatory in in, in how we're. Well, that kind of leads up. me conveniently onto the next question, which is like, how who curates that content? Who I because obviously, what's your your role in the project? Obviously, you've started this. Yes. Yeah, so I mean. Initially started with me and Alice Troy Donovan. She has since taken a back seat in the role. I've moved up to the editor, mm-hmm. the editor for the magazine, and we have uh, a few contributors now. Ideally, it will move on to a stage where I can take a sort of editor in chief role, where I'm not uh, having to do the copy editing it's the articles. More and, of an overview, yeah. But yeah. I mean, because it's just started, um, I want to make sure that the first few issues is very very hands-on so it's conforming to a house style right um and that uh, everything coheres so yeah um it, it will be um the, the editor position mm. and at least for the beginning um i'll i will be selecting the artist i mean we can't be we can't be too fussy as well it's sure, you know sure. well how can people get involved with it do you want are you looking for contributors yeah or, i mean okay. this, I take this as an open call if anyone wants to um uh, uh, have their piece written about, then do do get in touch. Um, and what sort of content is it you're looking for? Is it anything or if yeah, if you're an artist or a maker of any sort, get in touch with me and we'll we'll, we'll have a chat about you know what you do um, and maybe organise an interview or do a review if you've written something. Nice. Blue, Red. green, green is not a creative colour. Who who is your audience? Like, what sort of people are you looking for to get involved, but also to to digest this content? I don't. I don't think we have, um, in, in terms of those we're looking to feature on the site, and the artists we're looking to, um, our artists and writers we're looking to, to feature. I don't think that we're going to put any restrictions on that. But for our audience, I'm expecting eighteen to probably twenty five, and those artists that are you know sharing the platform are obviously going to form part of, part of our audience as well. Recent graduates, university students, they're our main target audience. Um, but I mean, if we can reach further then I think that, that that would be great and this is nice. one of the things that I think the, the TLS and sort of like the LRB the London Review of Books for example they, mm-hmm. they have a much older audience but they create space for that that criticism you have on the flip side for the millennials and dazed um or like Vice, and you Cracking might see those, yeah you, you might see a kind of critical writing there mm. but there isn't something that meets between the two styles. Sure. Um, so I think we want to just give a sort of fresh, Bridging younger view on you know, the TLS. Mm. And so it's like highbrow, but for a younger audience. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't yeah, They're I, not highbrow. That sounds like <laughs> derogatory in a way. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't want to say like a highbrow because I, I. I don't want people to 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 be like put off because sure. I don't. I. I think we want to keep a sense of. I want to hold lightly heavy issues mm. i think that would be that would be the best way of putting it i i want things to you know have a, a a light touch and if it's if it's done well then you know hopefully deeper issues mm. um come across effortlessly and read you know uh, yeah. readable so that's it's not forced you're not forcing conversations exactly I don't these aren't these aren't you know essays i uh, like you know they are reviews but i think they should point you in a direction of you know um, themes that an artist is trying to bring through mm. and you know without forcing an agenda down down your throat so balanced and, f- and fair reviewing really come on charlie brown i'll hold the ball and you kick it 
how far are you into the first issue? Is it the first mm. you're working on, or is the first one ready to go? The, yeah, we have the content for the first issue um, all sorted up. The you know the, the site is still um, under construction. We have you know everything is in place and it's tweaking to make sure that articles on the homepage are not being duplicated and right. all the logistics of uploading need to be sorted out. But we've got the first issue sorted. And just to make sure that the magazine comes out with enough content for the next few weeks following the release without us having to stress too much, we're still collecting content. So and if anybody does want to review, um, has, a, has a book that they want to review that's recently come out, then yeah, do, do get in touch because we're still looking for contributors and staff writers. Nice. So. And in terms of like, I know you touched on this briefly before, but like you've got obviously your house style and things and obviously the the, the content dictates the direction of the, the project. Mm. But do you have like a particular style of illustration or things like that that you're looking for? Or is this purely is that platform for anyone to get in touch in regardless of level it depends on the article really and what mm. um um what the article is about and i'd rather fit the illustration to the article rather than imposing um a style or something yeah like that. a, a style across the, the whole magazine what we're setting type and font and sure have you chosen the font yes which font have you gone for oh <laughs> don't, don't, that like, oh, don't do that to me like, Gemma, Gemma Wiles is working on the graphics of the site and she's um, she's up on her fonts nice. and she will berate me after this interview <laughs> for not knowing exactly which, which font we, we chose because we spent ages choosing a font you've got to right? yeah you do yeah no absolutely I completely <laughs> it, agree it, it matters it does so like how often will the publication be released is this a monthly thing is that what we can expect yes nice. monthly and initially we're thinking monthly issues mm -hmm. which have fortnightly release okay. so we want content to be regularly uploaded to the site however the big features which will usher in the new issue hmm. will happen on a monthly basis. I think that's uh, generally the structure we're aiming for. And it will depend on the amount of heavy lifting the writers want to do hmm. and on the availability of those we're interviewing. Because at the moment, it's a, it's a small team of us. Yeah, it's a hell of a project. Like, I mean, I can't even manage to do a podcast once a month. I'm late on this one because I was in Ireland <laughs> last. I went on holiday to Ireland and I was like riding a horse and I was like, Oh, shit, I was meant to release a podcast this weekend. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I, but I think the limitations, um, you know, become part of the... Creative process. The, yeah, the creative process, uh, exactly. And we're realising that there's stuff that we can't do, but actually that's a relief, just because it would mean expanding the team at such an early stage. Mm -hmm. And whilst we're still defining the sort of parameters of the magazine, I think it, it, it would be a mistake to have too many cooks. There's one more thing that you need to know. Just to give a bit of context, so you you yourself are very much a polymath in the sense that you do illustrative work. You do. It's very flattering. <laughs> I'm not quite sure it's true. Do you know what uh, I, mean? and, uh, no, I don't know. I'm not convinced. Yeah. So you do illustrative work. You do sound work. You do interviews. You do reviews. You do writing. Do you want to just give a bit of background about like where you've come from and what it is that you do or you have done in terms of your studies and your work? Sure. I mean, I don't. I don't really. I don't really know what, where to start, and I don't want this to become a, a sort of a therapy session. Um, <laughs> I was always. I was always crap at art. <laughs> Really, truly awful. I think part of that led me to want to, to to develop, and I think it's it helps you like navigate your environment and places that you're living and the people that you're interacting with. And definitely, reading became part of that. And slowly, I've mashed the two together. And you know, I'm I'm interested in sort of the interplay between visual art and and literature. And mm. that's something that I pursued throughout university. I studied at a state school. Place called Droitwich. After going to state school there, I went to Oxford University to study literature. 
then studied my masters also in uh, visual culture. I guarantee you've genre. just given like a lot of the audience anxiety there because like half of the people I went to university with had to do a module on visual culture and it was just the worst subject that we all had to <laughs> really? do. Oh, like did why, you? Why is that? It was oh, it was just horrendous. Like well, it wasn't that bad. It was because we were on a graphic design course. We were very much into like you know designing, and then once a week we'd have to trek up this hill in first year to go sit in this really ornate yellow building and be told how uh, My Little Pony is a commentary on contemporary culture. And then there was just this one you know, kid... I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Uh, I'm and sure it grand, is. But like, graphic designers are just not interested in that. <laughs> so like, having to write an essay once a year on some bizarre topic wasn't really our jam. Anyway, sorry. No, no, but do, you, do you know, I think, I think, that's, I think that's so true. Like, part of the reason that I, I studied English was because it allowed me to um, escape into other subjects. You know, I'm big into my music. I, I played saxophone. I like, I like jazz music. That's kind of something that you know I'm into. I don't get enough time to do that. Uh, um, but it allowed me to write about Langston Hughes and you know uh, the Harlem Renaissance. Um, I, I wouldn't have been able to look at you know blue American blues poetry and uh-huh. one moment and get to look at the music of uh, that's just related to, to that poetry oh, at one nice. moment and then all of a sudden look at sort of Wordsworth and sketches mm. you know the following year just it doesn't happen in um in any other kind of subject that sort of breadth so well that's one of the things i've just kind of picked up on here is that you're saying a lot of the visual arts that you're you've had an interest in or studied have kind of melded together in a way yeah uh, kind of it's twine quite nicely it's probably because i'm i'm not entirely good enough to do all of those things professionally so you know i i i know that i could probably talk about them and i think i've just like settled for that now. right right um, so it's um end- endlessly inspiring to see artists that seem to be pushing something that they can't quite articulate dealing with writers mm-hmm. the whole shtick is to be able to articulate something sure. um and so i think i'm, I'm fascinated by those moments of like uncertainty or ambiguity, which something like visual arts and, and music deals with so well. Mm. Um, what what happens when you don't know what to say? I enjoy doing interviews and you know doing that for the past six months is a bit strange for me. Aye. Um, to be on the I'm, opposite end of the microphone. Yeah, I'm like. kind of like <laughs> second guessing myself a, a, a couple of times. I'm like, well, you know, what would I what would I ask? Yeah, my, yeah. You know, myself now. It's so I mean, like, wait, have you ever had that though? When you've you've asked the question in your interviews, because obviously you'll be doing this for the publication as well, which mm. I want to ask you. Firstly, have you got any interviews lined up with people that we should be excited about? Yes. Um, tomorrow, actually, I'm um, meeting uh, Lucy May Walker, who's an up-and-coming singer-songwriter. She released an album called Art- Heartbreak Songs um, not long ago, and we'll be speaking to her about her experience moving to London, which has influenced the album that she produced, what it's what it's, what it's it's like to be doing the, the circuit in London, mm. and... It's obviously had an Im- impact on her, her writing, and one of the I think the songs that lends its, uh, itself to the title um, is "Heartbreak Songs." But it's a, it's a song about being sick of writing heartbreak songs, right? Okay. Um, and yeah, I think she's she's on the way to do some some really interesting stuff. I mean, it was very sort of exciting right. um, yeah, singer songwriter. It's been featured on BBC Introducing. Oh, um, nice. And I suppose like just off the back of the interviews as well, you ever had those moments where you were saying that they're conscious of what they're responding to? And they want to put across a, a particular story. You ever been at loggerheads with them and had a difficult interview where you've had to try and build the narrative and respond to what they're saying? Or sure, I mean <laughs> the the Miron Zobnia um, interview that I did with the German photographer. He is quite definite in his views. 
and you know, I, I asked him, could he tell could he tell me the story about um, uh, his time in uh, New York during the AIDS uh, crisis? And his initial response was like, "Wait, well, I need to tell you a fucking story." You know, like, how'd you react to that? Like, what what'd you do in that? Because I'd be like, oh, "Okay, sorry." No, mo- moving on. You really, just answer just another question straight away. Straight away. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I mean, there was that clip. Have you seen that video of the guy? the Channel 4 news reporter interviewing Robert Downey Jr. and he goes into like his dive and stuff. No, I Have haven't you know? seen No, it's, no, no. It's so awkward. It's really bad because obviously like I, I don't know the whole respect. But... So, I yeah, I think these are great because there's the Richard Iowadi interview right. with, um, with Channel 4 um, where he essentially shuts down the interview sort of saying, you know, well, I'm here to promote, well, we all know I'm here to promote the book um, but because it's a news channel, um, you know, we're not allowed to explicitly do that. Uh-huh. So we're obviously having to touch on, you know, issues for the news, so right, serious right. issues. And that's the elephant in the room. Oh, and okay. The ultimate lie of the inter- interview scenario. And I think that's just like, it's so <laughs> funny. And they talked, they, they talked about the Tarantino interview. Right. Um, also with Channel 4, uh-huh. where Tarantino was furious that he couldn't promote his film right. without being questioned about issues of violence. No, it's my, it's my so, job to try and ask you to. And I'm all, shutting you know, your butt down. And that's hilarious. The, the, I think the most recent one that I've seen was like a clip that Will Smith put on his Instagram. He was talking about how like he was being interviewed in Russia for a film and he was just walking along and the guy interviewed him tried to kiss him. So Will Smith just slaps him. <laughs> but like not as in like an aggressive, it's like, just like the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> so funny. Like, that's you know, amazing. I highly who, recommend who, watching that. Who, who, who was conducting the interview? I don't know. It, it was Russian TV or something. I, I think I read in the comments. It might not have been. It might have been as me after all. I know, that, but like, that's that's incredible. And, th- and there's a there's a video of that. Go on Will Smith's Instagram, and it's like oh, I don't know one of the most recent posts. But yeah, it's hilarious. Because if that's been uploaded to the site, it's probably gone viral as well. Oh, I'd say so. Yeah. Let me ask you this. So, where does your passion lie within publishing and arts? Like, because obviously you've dabbled in quite a lot, and, and you did your thesis on poetry. There's so much that you do. So you can't necessarily define yourself by one, but where is your passion like? That's a really good question. I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's um, yeah, trying to like carve out a career in the arts at the moment is. Um, <laughs> I mean, everyone everyone knows it's difficult. Yeah. Um, no one needs to hear my lots of lamentations about that. <laughs> um, but I see people have a very definite idea of the kind of stuff they want to produce, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm uncertain. I, I know I like giving voice to artists and, and, and writers and you know, I want to to be a megaphone for, for ideas and um, that's a good way for it isn't it I like that yeah I might steal that uh, yeah, I, <laughs> being a megaphone for but ideas I, 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 but like, I, fund, I, I fundamentally like um, straight up marketing you know quite difficult I think mm. if marketing's or advertising's done proper, properly it doesn't outright tell you you know what to think or feel so it's a scary thing especially mm. if it's an advert you know like when it's done well you don't even know that it's being done yeah because i mean they, they, they sell you like a, a lifestyle or you're know, like a feeling and most absurdly you have the perfume adverts right which <laughs> they, they, you don't you don't really know i mean how do you sell, how do you sell a smell <laughs> it, they're screwed you know if there was ever a way to do that they probably wouldn't do it because it's more likely to put people off i think the idea of a smell or like yeah. the idea of the, the lifestyle that a smell I, might be associated with I, is more bizarre. compelling than I can't, I can't even, but like, I can't think of any, but you can think of like the idea, like I think the Simpsons parodied it where like a, it's a black and white film and someone walks into a hole and a nightgown blows and the guy's moustache twiddles and it's like, oh, did well it? It's like, what? What the fuck just happened? <laughs> you know those radio ads where two people with annoying voices yammer back and forth? I invented those. <laughs> Ow! So, are there any publications, I think we, we touched on this at the start, but are there any publications or general pieces of literature or arts that you 
would say, okay, when you're done listening to this podcast, go check them out because this is what's going to influence what we're doing. Yeah. I, is there like a reference point that you ever use? No, I, I, I think, and we, we're still, I know, we're still trying to work it out. We've got like a strong sense of what we want, and mm. I, I think very definite ideas of what what we don't like. Um, it's always easier and than doing yeah, what you want. Uh, but you know, you you rule, you rule things out, and maybe maybe in terms of like the content we want to be dealing with. I recently wrote a review for the, the London magazine about a poetry collection called Nowhere Nearer um, by New Zealand poet Alice Miller. Mm. And I feel like I did a bit of legwork there that I'd like to replicate in, in publication. And I think it's about not only reviewing, but the themes of the book and mm. the, the style of it. Um, but drawing out something that has a, a wider value mm-hmm. um, to, to a piece. And, um, you know, I think something, I mean, something like the, the LRB does that on a, like a massive scale and it would be ridiculous to want to, um, you know, replicate that because you have, you know, mostly academics um, sure. c- contributing to it. Um, and that's definitely not what we want to do. But I think if we can have the same kind of poise and glance in the same sort of way mm-hmm. and gesture towards, you know, wider issues that people could take up, then right. you know, that's, I think we'd, we, we would have done our, done our job. Questions. From Frankie.Hassel, you said that this is an online publication. Are there physical copies as well? If not, why? I think that's something that we'd like to do. There's, there's nothing more satisfying than having like, an artefact in, in your hand that's... Um, not lost in the ether of the internet. Maybe that's something that we could like consider in the future. But um, ultimately, it's you know it's about it's about cost. Um, yeah. And you know if it's something that is is, is a success, then I you know I'd definitely love to make a physical magazine. Oh. I had a little bit of experience in the past. Printed printed a poetry book. That that one that was incredibly gratifying to oh. have. You know the physical copy and you hold it in your hands. Oh. You, you see the the artwork and the the printed page and. Um, you know, nothing beats it. Mm. Um, but in terms of, you know, reach and also giving artists a platform, it doesn't have the same kind of reach uh, and you can't disseminate, no, dis- disseminate it as widely. So. I mean, like, is it, in terms of the, I know it's going to be a website, um, are you going to do like an e-zine or a newsletter or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, we'll we'll definitely have some kind of new newsletter to keep people in the loop. That's likely to come later in the process. I'd say follow us on Instagram, and Facebook, the page will be up and running September time. Keep an eye out for that. Give us a cheeky like. Richard Peake asks, will you do me a shout out? Yeah, uh, shout out to Richard Peake. You... <sighs> Bloody legend. You... <laughs> Have you met Rich? <laughs> Couldn't be more accurate. Um, you're a babe. And there's your shout out. I saw that he's trying to get to like 2,000 followers on Instagram. So if you're not following him, go follow him so that he gets to 2,000. I don't know what he's going to do. Maybe a striptease on live or something. <laughs> uh, Tom161 asks, what's your favourite form of cooked eggs? Oh, uh, at the moment, I'm going for scrambled. Nice. Um, but, you know, it doesn't have the same kind of visual appeal as a sunny side up. I, I, I think I'm going to have to go for fried egg in terms of look, in terms of taste, Scrambled because you can put a bit of pepper in. A bit of pepper, butter. Um, oh yeah, cream. sure, sure, oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. And you know, mix it in with some. I think it's good. Bit of chili. And... Bit of ch- oh yeah. Oh, it's just it's... chili, sesame seeds, oh. spinach. Oh, you know, fantastic. Best eggs. Anna G. Wallner asks, "Have you ever played The Sims?" Yes. Um, <laughs> I. But of course, The, 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 the Sims. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Um, I think The Sims is like terrifying because you get you you, you start playing, you start living in this other world, Aye. and then. 
for some reason, the onset of boredom leads you to do terrible things to to, to like taking the, the doors out of the rooms to the people that you've created, <laughs> and especially if you've like made them after you know friends and stuff, mm. you know, and and, and they, they trap them in swimming pools and they they create mazes uh, um, and hide the toilet. Have you seen this? They hide the toilet later no. in the maze and they, they see if the sim can make it to the toilet in time. Um, without you know uh, defecating on the floor, and I, I, think, I think it's it's just awful. I don't know why boredom leads people to do that, but it's bad, isn't it? I mean, it makes you think there might actually be just some higher power laughing at us. Uh, yeah, that we, that, are, that we actually we can't see yeah. the, the diamonds that are floating above our heads. Exactly, they're, they're they're actually there, but we're just screaming at a fire, going yeah, you know. <laughs> The Sims, yeah, maybe it's like representative of some deeper sense of who we are, and you know, maybe that maybe that's a troubling thought. Yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> from Lauren Welby, what is the meaning of life? Oh, well, it's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, isn't it? Forty-two. Oh, something like that. Yeah, forty-two. Twiggy, uh, final question. Twiggy asks, "Do you do porn?" Uh, no, it's something that I haven't considered. <laughs> Um, the I mean, is this porn that was incredible? Are they interested? Are they? Do Maybe. they know? Do they know who I am? I mean, <laughs> I mean, like, no, I haven't, I haven't considered it. Have you ever, I mean, are you interested at all in getting a porn writer on in the clue? Is that something that you can do? Oh, like erotic fiction. Oh yeah. Do, do you know? Do you know what? I I don't. Yeah, I I don't have any problems with that. I think if it was really good erotic fiction, I, I mean, I, like, I'd be up for reviewing really good erotic fiction. Um, and I I wouldn't know. I wouldn't really know where to start. Um. But if it, yeah, if it's done, if it's done really well, or if it, even if it's done, maybe if it's done really badly as well. Right, that was the listener questions. Uh, right, Jack, give us a five-word sentence to summarize your work on this project. So the yeah, the clear review is an online literary magazine um, that will feature three sections: interviews, reviews, and loose ends. That aims to give up-and-coming artists the same platform as seasoned professionals. Spot on. That was not five words, Jack. Do it again. Oh, right. Five words? <laughs> yeah, you're five oh, words. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> Clue, review, interviews, reviews, loose ends. No. Put a dash in between no, loose ends. Like that. <laughs> that, that's, like one, that's like one word. So, Clue, interviews, reviews, loose ends. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Bad. Uh, right. This has been the Maker Mess podcast. Um, if you want to be on the show or you have a creative endeavor that you want to shout about, uh, slide into my DMs. Uh, are you on Twitter and Instagram? Do you want to shout out about where you can find the publication? Yeah, uh, for to to get in touch with the Clue Review, um, email me Jack at editor editorial at gmail com. Yeah, the Clue Review is also on Instagram at the the Clue Review, all one word. Right, everyone that appears on the show gets an official Maker Mess badge. Jack, there is your badge. Oh, I feel like I'm part of the club now. <laughs> Did, yeah, does, does this get me into anywhere? Uh, my bed. <laughs> no, stop it. It gets you, gets you nowhere, but it does. <laughs> it gives you a sense of fulfilment oh, if you try hard. Dash enough. my hopes. I know. Cool. Sorry. Um, I'll make you breakfast. Um, this has been the Maker Mess podcast. Uh, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It really does have a huge impact on uh, the reach of the podcast. Um, or just send this podcast to your mum, your mate, your cat, or your dentist. Uh, for questions, contact makermessoutlook.com or find me on Instagram at paul.t.d. Uh, and we'll see you in episode 7. Goodbye. Yeah.